Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 104 of my little wrestling show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of those companies. There's so much wrestling to watch, but I try my best to keep up with everything. And at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs this week. So let's dive into it with Monday Night Raw. They are in Portland, Oregon, and we are kicking off this show with Drew McIntyre. He cuts a promo, still rattled that he lost against Seth Rollins, blames Damian Priest for cashing in during his match. He's like, why would you do that? Why? And Drew says he should leave WWE for nine years so that he can get a hero's return, just like CM Punk, whose ears are burning. He comes out to a huge pop from Portland, tells Drew if he has something to say, say it to his face. Drew goes off, calling Punk a succubus, both want to win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. That's that's fair. Everyone wants to do that. That was pretty awesome, though, overall. Pretty good opening segment to the show. Definitely feeling some real anger in Drew's promo. Uh, for sure, even Punk was just like, damn, that's a little aggressive. You can kind of see it on his face. Thumbs up, though. This was a good opening. Punk did good on his side, I thought. He did get the last words in the promo, but I still felt that uh, McIntyre wins this promo battle easily. He was super just on it. He was aggressive. He was, mm, it was flowing from his mouth. You know what I'm saying? Good opening segment. Now we get to the first match of the night. We got Tommaso Ciampa with Johnny Gargano going up against Finn Balor with Damian Priest. We get a nice powerbomb backstabber by Ciampa. Finn misses the stomp, Ciampa suplex Gargano holds Finn's foot, allowing Ciampa to get the victory. Uh, It was an okay short match, really not much to say about it, honestly a little disappointed at how short it was. At least DIY built a little bit of momentum right here, beating the former tag team champions, even though they had to utilize some shenanigans, which isn't necessarily their thing, but that's, you know, that's kind of the way you gotta beat Judgment Day right now, so kind of understandable, but could have been, should have been better. We got Kofi Kingston going up against Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig looking forward revenge for Ludwig, who did get a concussion after his nasty fall in his noodle last week. Brawling on the outside leads to a double countout, but the fighting continues. Match is over, though. Ludwig hums an office chair right into Kofi's face, like wheels first, just ridiculous. Here comes Jason Jordan and the boys. They do a terrible job separating Ludwig as he charges back, kicks Kofi right in the head, smashes him against the steel steps, all that stuff. Way to go, Jason Jordan. You're still fucking up, and I I do not forget about you, Jason Jordan. Kurt Angle's son. Moving on, Nia Jax interviewed by Michael Cole. Jax bragging about beating Becky, then is interrupted by Rhea Ripley, who reminds Nia she was eliminated by her last week. Jax says she's going to win the Rumble and challenge Rhea for her title. All right, segment. Uh, I would be interested in that match. Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily screams WrestleMania. And 
I don't know, history shows with Rumbles, even though the women's Rumble is short. Uh, the biggest person rarely wins the Rumble, and Nia always gets teamed up on when she's in the Rumble. So, I don't know, but I would still like to see that match. They could probably do something on the build-up. But, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that. It'd be pretty key. Speaking of pretty cute, we got the Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Katana Chance, Caden Kata defending against Piper, Niven, and Chelsea Green. Green eats a clean punch in the mouth. Her face says it all. Just, yep, that hurt. Champs with a wicked assisted top rope. Hurricanrana. Green kicks out of that. Chelsea nails a rough rider referee too slow. Carter kicks out. Green and Piper hit a nasty codebreaker senton combo. Pretty wicked. Chance saves Carter from a Vader bomb, and Piper accidentally hits her own partner Green with it instead. Whoopsie daisy. Nice top rope codebreaker from Chance, keg stand, and the champs retain. There we go, man. An awesome showcase for the champions in their, I believe that was their first retention, and the former champions as well, looking really good. Again, this always kind of happens. Uh, not always, but when the champs lose the championships, they always look really good. And you're like, oh, where was that during the championship run? And it's not that Piper and Green were bad champions. Again, they just didn't get booked all that much. So it was nice to see them have a good match. I knew they had it in there. It's not that they didn't have good matches in the past, but this was a this was a great match. Eight out of ten had the near falls and really good tag team maneuvers in there as well. Caden uh, and... Katana, they have a pretty good move set of combination moves. I like it. Again, then we get a hilarious segment from you know who. It's our truth. He is talking about all the great times with Judgment Day over the last fucking two weeks or whatever. He uses uh, great use of Photoshop in this. It's just pictures of Judgment Day with our truth just shoved in there. It's so bad, it's good kind of deal, but thumbs up. I was giggling all throughout that. And then Judgment Day reacting to the video. Damien's like, I liked it. <laughs> Fucking, oh, it's so good. So good. Highlight of Monday Night Raw every week is the R-Truth Judgment Day stuff. Now we have The Miz going up against JD McDonough with Dom Dom. R-Truth arrives to support Judgment Day. Miz kicking out JD's legs. Funny over-the-top selling right there from JD. He just absolutely wipes himself out. Miz kicks JD. He falls back into Dom. Nails a skull-crushing finale for the W. An okay match. Again, could have been better. Not that long. And, you know, the R-Truth stuff was nice. And he wasn't really working with the Miz. But he kind of accidentally helped the Miz kind of deal. But, eh, it was pretty good. Now we have Seth Frickin' Rollins, he is cutting a promo, looking to make 2024 his year. I mean, I felt like last year was a pretty good year for him too. But he wants to main event WrestleMania going in as the champion for the first time. But out comes, nobody can hinder the gender, Mahal. He comes out, Seth's face is just great. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? Are we serious right now? Jinder says a lot of words. He will not be overlooked, calling Seth a baby. How dare you? Rollins says, no one cares. Fight me now. All that stuff. Jinder cheap shots the champion once he looks away and then runs away. I didn't like any of that. That, was, uh, that wasn't a very good segment right there. I don't know. Like, what Were they fucking ribbing Seth or something like that? I don't know. But, like, I may be one of the only people that 
doesn't hate Jinder Mahal as much as like everybody else seems to. I think he's okay at best, but um, yeah, this was not very good. So we will try to get the bad taste out of our mouth with Otis with Alpha Academy versus Ivar with Valhalla. I feel like we've seen this a lot. Let's see what they do this time. Ivar springboard caught by Otis into a very big, uh, impressive slam. Ivar with a big old sit-out powerbomb. Impressive gymnastics from both. They're doing, like, cartwheels and shit. I mean, I can't do a cartwheel, and they're, like, two 350-pound guys, so pretty crazy. Ivar hits a moonsault, pins, and wins. Another really solid boss, or a big hoss fight. Crazy what they can do in the ring, man. Like, again, I can't do that stuff, and these dudes are so much bigger than me. I can't do a backflip even if I tried, and when I did try, I almost broke my neck. So there you go. Ivar, though, especially, he's so fast and agile. I feel like he should go on a legitimate singles push for maybe a match against Gunther or fuck it. Like, even Seth Rollins, man. I think this guy has earned it for ever since... Uh, his partner has gone down. His name escapes me. He's just been putting on dynamite. He's almost like the Jack of Monday Night Raw. Like, he just gets in the ring, has a great match with anybody you put in there with him. And, man, I'm, I think this guy deserves it. He's impressive. He seems to always get good, like, good uh, reactions from the crowd, especially when he does the backflips and crazy shit. Like, crowds are generally like, ooh, ah, like... Put this guy in the main event. I I think he could do something. You might have to change up the gimmick a little bit. I don't know. And maybe get him someone better than Valhalla that looks like Valhalla. Because she looks super cool, but she can't talk. So, I don't know. I think there's potential there with Ivar. If you can't tell, I'm a fan of him. So, there you go. Main event time. We got a main event street fight. Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Cody Rhodes. Shinsuke gets the kendo sticks going. Man, I'm struggling. Going with on Cody's back, laying heavy kicks to his chest. Cody battles back, gets a table, but is stopped by Nakamura's nunchucks. Oh, every time. Cody avoids the poison miss, but the poor timekeeper is just blasted in the face. Cody goes over the check on the poor guy, see if he's not blinded for life. And of course, Shinsuke attacks Cody with a chair, puts Cody through a table with the double knees from the top rope. It doesn't look good. Mid-rope, Kinshasa, but Cody kicks out, hits a pedigreed out of nowhere. Cody Cutter, we got a near fall right there as the match is starting to pick up a little bit. Cody avoids a Kinshasa, throws Shinsuke through a table, hits a crossroads for the W. Pretty good street fight, you know, solid use of weapons, nice near falls. Crowd wasn't really feeling this one at all. They're they're pretty damn quiet, a little, like, surprisingly quiet. Uh, the rivalry just hasn't been that good, so I, I don't blame them, honestly. Uh, but even for Cody Rhodes, they were pretty quiet. It did pick up, like, it wasn't bad. But for what people would have expected, like, on paper, Nakamura... Cody Rhodes' street fight did not live up to that, so it was just kind of okay. And that's the end of the show. Pretty weak Raw overall. You know, Rollins and Jinder already just feels bad. I don't know if they're actually going to stick with that. I thought maybe someone else would come out. Cody and Shinsuke, like we just said, uh, it's been a bit of a letdown as well. Most matches on this show were pretty meh, except for the women's tag titles match. That was an absolute banger. Should, that should have been the main event, man. Like, I know they got a street fight, but if you want to make 
people main eventers and you know you got to put it's i think it would have fit perfectly like they're champions they're new like why not give them the main event spotlight like does cody rhodes and shinsuke really need another spotlight main event match and it didn't hit i thought the other match was much better and deserving of the main event would have went a lot further for those four women's careers i think in wwe but that's not really how they do things in wwe the opener with Punk and McIntyre, that was pretty good. That feud has uh, some potential right there with Drew McIntyre. I feel some real heat there. There probably is. It's CM Punk. There's probably heat with everybody a little bit in a certain way. So, yeah, I'm digging uh, to see where that one goes. But overall, this show was pretty meh. Five. at Now we do NXT. We got Blair Davenport versus Nikita Lyons. And they are brawling down the ramp before the bell even rings. That's a fun way to kick off the show. Lyons knee buckles awkwardly when Blair double stomps her on the back. Oh, I hope her knee is okay. That's like the one that just got fixed. Uh, I hope it's part of the storyline. But when you look at the replay, like it definitely kind of tweaked pretty in a way that a knee probably shouldn't. Anyway, Davenport avoids a kick. Lyons... Our, uh, Lions hits the post. Blair hits a KO knee, pins, and grabs a W over her rival. Nice brawl here to kick off NXT. Again, I hope Nikita is okay. <laughs> that knee took some damage in this one, but she was she was moving around good after that little tweak there, but we'll see. Nice back and forth action. Nice kicks there from Lions and Davenport. Good selling. Solid match overall. We got Carmelo Hayes. He tells Trick he got them the last spot in the Dusty Cup. Trick a little bit hesitant about it. He he would like to focus on Ilya Dragunov, but he is out injured for right now, so Trick accepts. Pretty cute. Speaking of that, we got the Dusty Cup tournament first round. It is Gallus uh, and Wolfgang and Mark Coffey with Joe Coffey versus Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker, Team Douchebag. Baron swings, misses, hitting the ring post. That is a popular thing this week. Gallus ganging up on Corbin. And then Breaker goes crazy on the hot tag. German suplex into a stunner. That was pretty wild. Spears then lifts both members. Hits a fallaway strongest man slam combo thing. Jesus. Thumbs up for that. Corbin, of course, wants to take the glory. Takes the tag. Braun spears Wolfgang. End of days. Baron and Braun win. Definitely some entertainment right here with the ego issues with Braun and Baron bumbling underneath the surface. Worked okay together considering uh, that. Braun's hot tag was, was the highlight of the match. That was like a minute and a half of craziness. Solid match overall. It's time for Tiffany Stratton's punishment. She arrives, not dressed at all, I must say, to work as Fallon Henley's farhand for the day. Fallon happily listing off all of the jobs Tiffany will be doing for her. Stratton working through all the chores, and then she gets to the dreaded horseshit cleanup. Dun, dun, dun. Tiffany does the job, and she actually starts to earn a little bit of respect. Tiffany finishes the job, flips out on Henley, slips on poop, falls in dirty horse water, and that's the end of the segment. Pretty funny overall. They were playing this all throughout the show, not just one big segment, but I figured I'll just put it all together, you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. Funny, 
I like that um, underneath they were kind of um, teasing uh, Henley was starting to actually respect and maybe want to be friends with Tiffany Stratton a little bit. So maybe there's a potential tag with these two. That could be a lot of fun. I don't know. Possibly they're becoming best friends. I, I like that. Thumbs up. Good segment. And now we have the NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria. She cuts a promo, searching for her next opponent for Vengeance Day. She announces a 20-women battle royale with the final four having a fatal four-way. I like that idea a lot. That's cool. Lola Vice and Electra Lopez come out flashing the championship contract at Lyra. Start talking some trash. Lyra is sick of the mind games, tells Lola, fight me now, demands a referee. Lopez and Lola gang up on the champion. Tatum Paxley arrives for the save. There you go. I'm probably going to have a tag team match or something like that next week. We got Dragon Lee. He is offered an open challenge match from Lexus King, who has a contract all ready to go, and the champion gladly signs it. Interesting, interesting. We have Aura Mensa with the metaphor going up against Josh Briggs, who's all alone now. Mensa, nice springboard sidekick thing. Briggs fires up, nails a choke slam. Jackson's distraction doesn't work, that rhymed. Briggs' beautiful clothesline from hell pins and wins. Good start here for Briggs' solo run. Could there be a new age JBL in Josh Briggs? Like, you kind of got the. The country boy, could he develop into some sort of business mogul, smart guy? I don't know. I only say that because he's got a beautiful clothesline from hell, similar to JBL. JBL used to be in a tag team. He wanted to go off on his own. He became a WWE champion. Kind of an underdog story, but he did it. Could Briggs do that? Uh, I don't know, but he's got a hell of a a choke slam. Choke slam was okay, but but the clothesline, oh, make him fight Dijak. That's what he needs right there. Moving on, NXT Tag Team Championships, the family, Dawn and Stax with Rizzo defending against ODM, Bronca Nima, Lucian Price with scripts. Family using great teamwork out of the gate, ODM respond with some clunky tag team offense, Dawn goes nuts, flipping counter, hits a jackhammer, and a nice spine buster, ODM with a dual Samoan drop, we got a near fall there. Then Dawn launches stacks onto Nima. Bada bing, bada boon, but Nima saves his partner. Rizzo prevents Scripps messing with the family, pushes him off of the top rope. He falls onto ODM. Whoops. Forget about it. The family retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Oh, baby. ODM, a, a little bit messy at times at the beginning, but still an impressive showcase using some cool tag team moves. Tony D was on fire in this one. Really good performance there, showcasing some nice strength and agility. Stacks also a workhorse, just getting thrown around out there. Really good selling. Good stuff right here. 7 out of 10. Pretty good. Now we have Oba Femi. He talks about... When he might use his contract for a shot at the North American Championship, Alexis King arrives, he starts talking some trash to Oba, and Oba ponders. Joe Coffey being a big old meanie to Ridge Holland backstage, you know, teasing him about injuring people, so they're probably going to get into it. I think Ridge Holland would be a great addition to Gallus, so maybe that's where they're going to end up leading to, we'll see. Now we got Cora Jade going up against Gigi Dolan. I mean, oh man, my two crushes going at it in the ring. I'll be okay. Okay. 
Korra, holding onto the referee, avoids a crucifix powerbomb. Nails jaded the, her DDT. Korra picks up another W. I kind of respect it now that Korra is trying to, you know, get a DDT over as a finisher again. It used to be the most deadly move ever, and now it's as basic as a punch. But, you know, there's, there's something to that. Kind of works with the heel character as well. Pretty solid considering the amount of time that they were given, which wasn't very much. Both women getting in a little bit of offense. Crowd was cheering for both of them, so you know you got uh, your biggest heel, I guess, in Cora Jade, um, and then Gigi Dolan, who's you know, trying to build up as a babyface with a little bit of attitude. I-, I would like them to be a tag team; that would be fun. But whatever. Cora using the conniving heel tactics effectively, so not bad. We got Jada Parker. She greets ODM in the parking lot of Doom, but offers to help them with that Rizzo problem that they had in that match earlier. So, ooh, it looks like ODM is not done with the Don and the family just yet. Now we move on to the Dusty Cup tournament match. First round, Hank and Tank going up against Axiom and Nathan Farasia. Tank pulls out a Bubba Bomb on Frazier. I fucking love a Bubba Bomb, man. You just slam the, the guy down on his ass. Great move. Axiom and Frazier with numerous dives. Nathan nails the Phoenix Splash, pins, and wins. Axiom and Frazier advancing to the second round. Hank and Tank looking pretty good in this match. Fast-paced, high-flying action from Axiom and Frazier, as expected. Solid match. I like the potential here for both teams. It looks like Tank is starting to come along a little bit. I feel like he's uh, a bit behind in the in his training uh, behind Hank, but uh, they're coming along. I feel the potential. Eventually, they're going to break out as as a pretty legit team. I imagine with a lot of energy. I I'm pretty excited to see what Hank and Tank can become, but it doesn't look like they're ready for that just yet. Now we have the main event. It is the North American Championship on the line. Dragon Lee defending against Alexis King. Freaking Bear Hill. He shows up again. King is distracted. Lee hits a nice dive over the ropes. A nasty looking corner drop kick. And then a good old slap off takes place. I I like this. King hits a driver. We got a near fall right there. Lee nails Operation Dragon, pins, and retains. I would say King's best match in NXT so far. Uh, He took some stiff shots. He bounced back, got some good offense in. I like the chemistry with him and Dragon. Uh, Almost an AEW-style match. A little bit, like kind of the... Um, the no-name brand, maybe. There was just some a little bit of strong style thrown in there, which was really refreshing. I like that. 7 out of 10. But we're not done yet, folks. Oba Femi. He cashes in his title shot on Dragon Lee. Oba throwing around the champion. Nails a massive powerbomb. Pins. And new North American champion. It is Oba Femi. Damn. Now, that was a surprise. I think Oba might be getting a little bit of a push right here. I'm just throwing that one out there. Dragon, possible promotion incoming to the main roster. Uh, I imagine they have a lot of great things. Uh, possible next Rey Mysterio here, which they've been trying to get a, the next Rey Mysterio for about 15 years now. And poor Rey just probably wants to retire. And, you know, can you get me the hell out of here? Get me a replacement, please? I don't know why he just turned into an Italian, but he did. Anyway... Uh, wild moment right here to end the show. I mean, 
Very interested to see how Obafemi does as the champion. How long is his title reign going to be? What kind of opponents are they going to put up against him? Because I didn't get to see a whole lot out of him in the in the tournament. It wasn't all that much of a showcase, honestly. It was more of a preview instead of a showcase. So I, I don't really know what to say about Obafemi at this point. He's big. He's got a great look. He's shown some promise there in the ring, but it's too early to say. But now he's got a championship, so at least they're going to try. So that's something. And that's the end of the show. There you go. Quality NXT. Brawl to start and new champion to finish the show. Pretty good. Tag tournament, solid start. But I'm starting to feel like it may be another similar situation to the tournament they just had with... A lot of potential there, but maybe they're not giving them enough time. But we'll see where it goes. Not a bad start. Stratton and Henley's segment, that was pretty good as well. Solid show overall. Six and a half. Let us do SmackDown in Nebraska. We are kicking off this show with Grayson Waller with Austin Theory versus Cameron Grimes. But the bloodline hijacked the show. They attacked Grimes viciously kick Waller and Theory out of the ring, and Heyman cuts a promo. He is pissed off that Nick Aldis made it a fatal four-way for Roman Reigns' title at the Royal Rumble. Aldis doubles down, tells Heyman Bloodline will be in a six-man tag tonight versus AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. Yeah, a decent way to open up the show with the Bloodline kind of taking over. I wish they would have done a little bit better with that, but it, it was all right, not bad. We move on, it's Humberto and Garza with Santos Escobar versus the LWO, Wild and Del Toro with Selena Vega. We get some nice dual dives by the LWO, a lovely sit-out powerbomb by Humberto, Del Toro with the big corkscrew dive to the outside, good twists, I'll give that a thumbs up. Here comes Carlito, he comes out, starts fighting with Santos, Garza, roll up, grabs onto the ropes, and grabs the sneaky W. Liked what I saw in the ring here. Some nice high flying, good speed. I think there's chemistry right there. Not a very long match, but I think they're setting up for a long feud. So I'm ready for some more of this and a solid start for this. Hopefully, it should be a feud. I mean, it looks like it. So yeah, not bad. Oh boy, now we have Logan Paul. He threatens Kevin Owens with legal action and will cancel their match at the Royal Rumble if Kevin Owens wears his cast. I mean, honestly, pretty fair request from Logan Paul. I'm good with this. Kevin Owens responds by inviting Logan Paul to the Kevin Owens show next week on SmackDown. Okay, Tyler Bate wants to make he and Butch an official tag team. Oh baby, but Butch is not feeling it. Bate pleads his case, left on a cliffhanger. You know, Butch was just about to say his answer, and then they cut away. But man, that's that. Come on, you gotta give, you gotta make them a tag team. It doesn't look like they have anything at all for Butch to do since they broke up the Brawling Brutes. So yeah, put him with Tyler Bate. Should be a great tag team. Yeah, we have Bianca Belair up next, going against Bailey with Damage Control. Nice dive to the outside from Belair. Bailey fights back. By tying Bianca's hair to the ropes, and then she just starts wailing on Bianca. Belair using her hair to trip up Bailey. That was a pretty creative spot right there. I dig that. Bailey thrown hard into the ring post. Damage control. Given the opportunity to help out Bailey, but they don't do anything. They just stand there and go, You got this. Bianca nails the KOD. Clearly, Bailey does not got this. And Bailey or 
Bianca grabs a big, momentous victory heading into the Royal Rumble. Damage control again, man. Confusing me if they are for or against Bailey. I mean, every week it's a different story. Good back and forth match uh, between familiar foes. 7 out of 10. We have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They're in the ring, cutting a promo, looking for revenge against AOP and Karrion Cross for the sneak attack last week. Cross appears on video calling his new group the Final Testament. AOP versus the Street Profits. That could be some fun stuff right there. I mean, Street Profits, I don't know. We haven't really been seeing them do anything other than following Bobby Lashley around for quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to see them get back into the ring with a different opponent in AOP. That should be pretty good. The name, Final Testament, I mean, it's hard to come up with good stable names. Final Testament, you could do worse, but you could definitely do better. Moving on, Heyman is looking for potential third options for the Bloodline Trios tag match in the main event tonight. Carlito says no, steals Heyman's apple, does not spit it in his face. That's that's not cool. Pretty Deadly would love to help Heyman, but Paul basically tells them they suck. No thanks. Heyman asks Bobby Lashley. Basically says he would rather peel his eyelids off than help Roman Reigns. Understandable. Heyman returns with no third option for Solo and Uso. They have a little meltdown about it, but Solo, like an absolute badass, says, I ain't worried. Uso is like an over-caffeinated child. He's like, yeah, man, me either. It's like, Jesus, man, what is wrong with this guy? Moving on, Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Theory. I'm not 100% on this one, but I do believe that the winner gets a Royal Rumble spot. Theory is planted hard on the apron with a DDT. Austin, a springboard, Spanish fly goes wrong. Theory lands on his head. Mello takes a scary fall also. And the match is over. The referee calls it. We got some injuries here, but uh, looking into this, it seems that everyone is okay. Just another colliding of heads situation and maybe not wanting to risk any concussion situation, so they just called the match. But that is two weeks in a row that they've done that. I'm just wondering if maybe they started like a new protocol, if there is any sort of noticeable head contact that they, they may stop the match right there. Which is fine. I mean, you want to keep your wrestlers safe. I mean, I I always just get dirt, horrible flashbacks of the Matt Hardy situation in AEW where he smacked his head off the pavement and was very clearly concussed and not okay to wrestle. And they let him continue to wrestle for a, a scary amount of time. So I don't know if WWE is being overly precautious right now, but... It's just something that I've noticed. I mean, two weeks in a row, they had to call a match off. It's uh, not something you want, but you want the safety of your wrestlers, obviously. So we move on to the main event. Randy Orton is attacked by Solo before the main event and can't compete. So it's going to be Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso versus AJ Styles and LA Knight. Yeah, Knight and Styles take turns chopping Solo. Pretty good moment right there. AJ doesn't make the hot tag to LA Knight, still not trusting him. Randy Orton returns, and he is legal to return to the match. Gets the hot tag, goes to work on the bloodline. RKO out of nowhere, pins, and wins. Just your uh, very standard WWE tag team match. Crowd was eating up everything LA Knight and Randy Orton related, which was nice. Entertaining main event. Building up that uh, fatal four-way for the Rumble. Styles and Knight still have that tense relationship going on. 
Good guys destroy Solo, giving him a shield powerbomb through the announce table to finish off the show. An okay SmackDown, trying to keep everybody healthy for the Rumble, so nothing too crazy on this show wrestling-wise. Uh, mostly storyline set up for the Rumble, some decent wrestling overall, another injury sadly takes place. Uh, you know, a skippable SmackDown, I'd say. Five and a half at that. Let's go to AEW. We got Dynamite. They're in Daly's place back at the home base in Florida. We got Hangman Adam Page versus Claudio Castanoli to kick off the show. Nice dive by Hangman. Enjoy some beer with the fans. You gotta love that. Claudio Military plus Press slams Hangman onto the ramp. That's just ow. Very painful looking. Big slap off goes down. Claudio catches Page, slams him into a cement wall. That's what they said. Hangman moonsaults off of that cement wall onto Claudio. Good lord. Hangman avoids an avalanche Ricola bomb, nails two buckshot lariats, pins, and wins. A banger of an opening match right here. Hard hitting, nasty bumps, lots of near falls, good pace, kind of a brawl. Hell yeah. Eight at thing. We got an eight-man tag team matchup next. Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, and Edge. Hell of a team. Versus Brian Cage, my boy, Gates of Agony, and Lance Archer. Orange tries to choke slam Cage, but can't even get his hand around his neck. And Brian's reaction is just like, what, what are you doing? What the heck? Like, he was going to take it for a second. He was selling it and then just, like, realized what was going on. Referee loses control. Everyone comes in doing their finishers. It's chaos. Cassidy hits a choke slam on Khan. There you go. Khan's a pretty big guy, so there you go. Vance, discus lariat, pins, and the good guys win. Entertaining, chaotic tag team match. Cassidy was hilarious, but didn't really notice much of, like, Edge or Dustin Rhodes, really. Barely, not not a whole lot of Lance Archer. Just felt like a lot of Brian Cage and uh, Orange Cassidy going on, but eh, it was still good. AEW World Champ Samoa Joe cuts a promo. Joe looking to change things around AEW. No more social media whining for title shots. Your record will be judged by the committee to deem yourself worthy. Interesting. Who is this committee that he's talking about? Out comes Swerve Strickland and the Mogul Embassy. Swerve wants the title. Hangman arrives also wanting a title shot. Swerve and Adam stare off with each other. Joe giggles about it. And now Hook comes out to the ring, gets in Joe's face, points at the title, says one week, and then leaves. Samoa Joe already has a queue built up for the championship. Some good opponents in that queue, I would say. And a good promo here from the champion. Big moment for Hook. We'll see what happens with his championship match against Samoa Joe. Maybe it'll be kind of the coming out party for Hook. And maybe he'll uh, broaden his horizons a little bit. He's kind of just a little green and he's working into it. But they've done a really good job with Hook. Moving on, it is Timeless Tony. She is interviewed about... Uh, or she has asked about Deanna Perrazzo, who made her debut last week. And she called her out also last week, was Deanna Perrazzo. Tony is not sure who she is, other than she's probably Italian because of her name. <laughs> Classic Tony promo right here. Good stuff. Now we have Sam- Sammy Guevara versus Ricky Stocks. Thunderous chops by Sammy. Ricky with a friggin' angel wings on Garcia onto the apron. Just... Oh, just a nasty bump right there. Guevara counters into a roll-up, grabs a big old W. 
Good match right here. Lots of counters. Sammy's chops were on point tonight. They were thunderous. A couple of mean bumps. And I dig the chemistry between these two young guys. I think they're pretty familiar with each other. I dig it. 7 out of 10. Show of respect between two friends. There you go. Big Bill blindsides Sammy. Chris Jericho runs down to save his partner. Bill and Chris fight in the crowd for a little while. And now we have another 8 to 8 now it's an eight-women tag team match. We got Willow Nightingale, Statlander, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa versus Soraya, Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and Julia Hart. All eight women involved in the quad suplex spot in the middle of the ring. That was a lot of fun. I'll give that a thumbs up. Just a goofy, ridiculous spot. Everyone hitting their finishers. Anna and Julia go shot for shot. Jay locks in the Queen Slayer on blue, and she taps out. Uh, very similar to the eight-man tag earlier in the show, but still very entertaining chaoticness. We got Julia and Anna's rivalry building up some more right here. Yeah, well done. If this one went on first, I'd probably like it more. Now we got Roddy Strong with the Undisputed Kingdom going up against Brian Keith. Keith, nice top rope stunner move. That was interesting. Roddy puts away Keith with an end of heart heartache for a quick W. An alright match, given the small amount of time that, that was given to them. Adam Cole cuts a promo. He hypes up the Undisputed Kingdom, and the crowd boos. Eh, it was okay. Not, not the best, not the worst. Main event time with JR on commentary, so you know it's special. Tornado tag team match. Sting and Darby Allen versus Powerhouse... Sorry. P-P-P-P-Powerhouse Hobbs versus Takeshka. Fight immediately goes into the crowd. Sting rolls Hobbs into some trash cans. Takeshka and Hobbs swing Darby across the ring. Does a little 360 and just a nasty fall right there for Darby. That was an awesome spot, though. Thumbs up for that. Ric Flair enters the ring. Crowd goes nuts as he delivers some chops. Woo. Darby climbs high up on the railing, delivers a coffin drop. Off of it, onto Takeshka, a solid 10, 15 foot drop, just nuts, thumbs up for that. And then the over 60 year old Sting delivers a death drop to Hobbs off of the wall, again just taking a massive fall through a pile of tables, which they barely hit. Both take a scary bump, somehow they're okay, I think. Sting pins Hobbs for the victory, holy shit man, Sting. I almost want it to end now. Like, you're going to kill yourself. But what a legend. God damn. Darby can barely walk back to the ring after that ridiculous performance. Just so many nasty bumps. Takeshka having the time of his life. Playing with his toy, Darby Allen And powerhouse Hobbs working well with Sting. 8 out of 10. This was great. Sting somehow standing is asked who will be his last opponent. Out comes... The Young Bucks. Oh, man. They stare down with Sting, and the challenge is set and accepted. Oh, my goodness. Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks in the Sting retirement match. That is going to be something. And that's the end of the show. Enjoyable Dynamite beginning to end. Great opening and closing matches. Eight-person tag matches were chaotic. Uh, and Samoa Joe's opponents are looking rather interesting. I would prefer, I don't know, I, I like Swerve and Hangman as opponents. Those are both probably going to be really, really quality matches. And of course, the Sting Retirement Tour continues to just blow everybody's mind. This guy is insane. 7.5 out of 10 for Dynamite. We'll go now to Rampage. 
Just gotta find the rare we go. Rampage, we're still in Florida. And we're kicking it off with the Continental Crown Championship match. Eddie Kingston defending against Wheeler Yuta. Top rope DDT from Wheeler. We get a near fall there. Eddie rallies back for a comeback. Nails a back fist. Yuta eats that for breakfast. Kingston nails a Northern Lights driver. Pins and retains. Oh, man, this was a really slow, boring beatdown for, like, the first 10, 12 minutes of this match. Just Yuta very, very slowly just beating down Kingston until we finally get that Eddie Kingston comeback for a strong finish. Match was all right overall for me. Wasn't really feeling it. We get a weird, funny promo from the Hardys and Mark Briscoe. It looks like they're becoming, like, a trios or something. We get Swerve Strickland with the Mogul Embassy versus Matt Seidel. Swerve counters Seidel, roll up into a JML driver for a quick W. Just a fast-paced short match. It was okay, not not a lot going on, way too short. We got Private Party, they call out Top Flight. Andretti just slams a bottle of water. He says, no words, just action. And then Private Party's like, that was four words, though. (laughs) Ridiculous, but it could be a really good entertaining feud right here. Private Party gets into it with Top Flight. I can be down with that. Now we have Hikaru Shida versus Queen Aminata. Shida and Aminata trade multiple just kicks and knees to the back. Like, one would go in her back, she's like, kick me. And then she'd kick her, and then she would sit down, she's like, you kick me now. And it's like, oh, okay, we're doing that. Shida, Falcon Arrow, and a Katana puts away Aminata. Really solid, stiff match right here. Queen showing off a good variety of style. She's got a little bit of strong style. She's got technical ability. She's good, man. I like her. I dig the chemistry between these two as well. I wouldn't I would not be upset if they fought again. Now we got Ruby Soho backstage. She has wished a happy birthday by being shown footage of her man Angelo Parker locking lips with Harley Cameron. Oh no. Parker shows up with a cake, so Ruby grabs that cake and smashes it on Parker's head. Ayaton. Now we move on. The main event. Trio's tag match. Dark Order. Hungy, Reynolds, and Evil Uno versus Menard, Parker, and Haggard. And you better believe that Parker still has cake all over his face. Dark Order on fire. Senton from Uno. Hungy running around like a wild man hitting everything. We got a pendulum bomb, but the pinfall is broken up. We got negative one. Has a purple bucket hat that... Or uh, he has a purple bucket hat. Haggard is all distracted by... Big combo offense from Dark Order, Jackknife, Pinfall, and the Dark Order pick up a big W right here in the main event. Well done from them. I mean, Dark Order, they work so good. They're like a well-oiled machine. Once they get going, they're just flying, hitting offense together. It's it's really nice to watch. Good trios tag team match. 7 at 10. And that's the end of the show. Honestly, not a, not a very special episode of Rampage. Uh, Queen Aminata continues improving. She continues to grow on me. I'm really starting to like her. And a good main event. That's that's about it. Not really much going on on this rampage. Five at ten. So I know they have uh, Battle of the Belts 9 or whatever that goes on after rampage. I have not gotten to that yet. So I'm just going to upload uh, the the recap with the with the normal things i'll have battle in the belts in next week's recap we'll touch on that my apologies i totally forgot that that was a thing and i forgot to go back and watch that but there you go so we'll slide into the three stars now got a shout out 
Uh, Got to shout out the FTR and Danny Garcia versus the House of Black on Collision. Really fun match. That classic FTR formula, but I like the way that they work with House of Black. Just crazy stiff. I love when... Brody King gets into the ring with Dax. I mean, that shit is just carnage. And yeah, that shit was good. Now we get to the official three stars of the week. Third star goes to Carter and Chance versus Niven and Green on Monday Night Raw tag team title match. Yeah, man, Chance and Carter are a legitimate tag team. They look really good so far early in their championship reign. But yeah, man, I like their offense. Uh, Niven and Green, even, I, I like the way that they work with Carter and Chance. I don't know how many more times they could really fight each other with it making a lot of sense. That was the rematch for the title, so I don't know if we're going to see them going after each other much more, but I, I really like the chemistry there. Carter and Chance, I like them as a tag, man. They, they could be champions for a while. Like I don't really see any other team if they barely have any real women's tag teams. So, uh, yeah, I could see Chance and Carter holding on to these titles for a while. Hopefully they do. Second star goes to, it's Claudio Castanole versus Hangman Adam Page on Dynamite. I mean, goddamn, just a fucking, just a great match all through and through. Like, hard-hitting, it just hit all the notes, man. Near falls, hard-hitting, good chemistry, hell yeah. First star goes to, and it has to go to Sting and Darby Allen versus Hobbs and, and Takeshka on Dynamite. I mean, just blows me away watching Sting still doing this freaking crazy stuff at his age, taking huge bumps through tables, and man, like every big bump like that, you just don't know if he's going to get back up or not, but he keeps getting back up. I love watching Takeshka fight Darby. It's so much fun watching him throw him around and just beat the shit out of him with a smile on his face. He loves it, and that was my favorite match of the week. And there you go, everybody. So that is the podcast. That's the recap for this week. Apologies about Battle of the Belt, but, you know, it was only like three matches. So it's not that big of a deal. We'll talk about it next week. And in terms of what's going on with the podcast this week, I, I swear this week I will get that Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time episode out for the GamerCast this week. Hopefully drop that on Friday. Might be Saturday. In terms of the Hockey cast this week should be a good one. We're just about halfway through the season here, so um, might be doing my mid-year like awards and uh, just kind of take a look at all the teams and how everyone's doing at the midpoint of the season. So that's going to be a lot of fun to do that. And yeah, everybody, so thank you so much for listening. We're having another awesome January for the GX Plus cast. Uh, Thank you everyone so much for listening and sharing and doing whatever you got to do. Tell your friends about it. If if you think you have a friend or someone that might enjoy this podcast, let them know about it. They They might get a kick out of it and I would really appreciate that obviously as well. And if you could review the podcast and do all that stuff, whatever you gotta do, help the little guy out and all that stuff. I'll also upload all these onto the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos. You can watch all these episodes if you'd like to. A great place to leave a comment, uh, questions, concerns, drop a comment on the YouTube episode. I'll see it there. I would love to carve out a little bit of time on the podcast to answer questions from y'all. That would be a ton of fun. Anything related to wrestling, hockey, video games, general podcasting questions, just send them on in. Would love to answer those for you. That'd be fun and yeah so there you go everybody another episode down we will be back again soon with some more gx plus cast